Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome to IGN podcast number 90. I am Chris and I am here this week with Stuart. Hello. Daniel. Hello. And the lovely Lydia. Hello. How are you doing Lydia? Good, thank you. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's been too long. It's been ages. Mm. It's been way too long. When yeah. was your last one? Kapow? Yeah, Kapow about a month the ago. The Lost Podcast. Yeah, the famous Lost Podcast. <laughs> We've got a bootleg of that, yeah. <laughs> yeah we should, shouldn't we? Are, are you in a good mood, Lydia? I'm in a fantastic mood. Good, because I'm not. Oh. You're not? I'm grumpy. How come? Why? Because we're stuck in London, it's raining outside, yeah. and our colleagues are in bloody LA oh, at E3. Bastards. Having yeah. a wonderful time. Glorious sunshine. To be fair, they are working hard and we're just pissing about. Are they working hard? We seem to be doing all the work at this end. I've noticed, by the way, when you're in charge of the London office, and you'll probably back me up on this, Chris, the views on the site go through the yeah, roof. It's been huge this Rocketing. week. Yeah. I've edited the site this week and it's been huge. Yep. Yeah. And it was the same a year ago, yeah. and I think there's a correlation there. Totally. I hope our boss, Ian Chambers, is listening to this, mm. because, yeah, things happen when I'm in charge. You just keep finding great content. Mm. Great content. Really good, really, really big good stuff. content. How many exclusives have Alex we got this week? Alex never finds any of that No, stuff. he's rubbish, isn't he? He <laughs> needs to watch his back, I tell you. How much news have I managed to find this week, like, unearthed? I know, a lot of exclusives. Good yeah. times. Well, this week on the podcast, uh, we will be talking about the, fin- the mid-season finale of Doctor Who. We're going to talk about the human centipede again. That's uh, reared its ugly head. But first up, there's a little matter of E3. Yeah, we've got so much games news. We could have like a two-hour, three-hour special. Um, Let's week. not. Let's, Let's not, not do, do that. that. You don't want to do that? Okay. Well, bearing, it, bearing in mind the guys are over there podcasting their little backsides off for us as well. <laughs> so we'll keep it relatively brief this week. But um, we've got a name for the NGP. It's called the PS Vita. Mm. What does everyone mm. think of that? Good name. Vita. We what? already knew this probably at the beginning of the week, but... What does uh, Vita mean to the ill-informed? It means life, life. in Latin and yes, Italian. Life. I think it's an all right name. Yeah, I quite like it. PSV yeah. sounds like a football team. Oh, no? Yeah. That's good. Mm. Maybe. Acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. I don't know whether they're trying to imply that it's going to inject new life into their handheld market. Oh, or, nice. Mm. Hey? Very good. Hey. Mm. Um, Are they... What's so... Is it PS Vita or is it going to be PlayStation Vita? Um, on the front, I think it says PS Vita. Yeah. Where the PSP moniker used to be. Oh, okay. Um, so I think that's how they're going to revert, refer to it. But is the PlayStation Vita would be its full name. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing really new to, new to report on it because we kind of had a lot of the details earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, a few more games got announced for Little Big Planet. It's coming. Nice. And we got a bit more footage of Uncharted. Mm. Golden Abyss. Looks quite clever, did you see that footage? I haven't seen it. No. What's it? What's it look like? Looking what good. What did you think? I, oh, the the handheld version. It's good. It's um, clever. You don't have to rely on the uh, on the control so much. You use a lot more kind of touch screen stuff with it. Oh, okay. I think that's optional though. Oh, is it? Yeah. So it, at some points, you can. It looks like it, you can play it almost like an iPad or a iPhone game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that stuff's optional. Mm. Um, I think that's the way things are heading. Um, having a look at what Nintendo's done recently, it's all optional. It's all optional. So basically, they can't it come out with any new really killer ideas 
So they're just putting in stuff that you might use. <laughs> Maybe. You might do it. Am I right? Is this what's happening? I think so. I think they just want to cater for everyone. Mm. Are you Regardless of your quality, like standard of game. The trouble is, you cater for everybody, and you're in danger of falling between at least two stools, I think. Stools? Yeah, so there's an expression, isn't it, to fall between two yeah. stools if you try and cater for everybody. Yeah, when we were talking about this, uh, we'll be talking about this later, but the same with the, with Nintendo. Mm. All the chat I'm hearing is that they're trying to appeal to everyone. And yeah. I'm not sure that ever works. No, no, you can't do it. Well, maybe with the PlayStation it did. I think the PlayStation seemed to to, to really be universally liked, but yeah, I'm not convinced. See, the PlayStation was the the dawning of a new generation, though, wasn't it? And that was, you know, it was it, it was leaps and bounds ahead of anything else that was out at the time. It was incredibly well marketed, and it was just, you know, it played stuff that that you couldn't play anywhere else. Um, but has there really been that jump ever since the first PlayStation? Maybe the Wii. Maybe Wii, the Wii was the yeah. next jump. Yeah. But then the Wii sort of, I think, a lot of people turned against the Wii. It alienated a lot of people. A lot mm. of people felt disenchanted by the Wii. Wasn't that a case of a lot of shovelware being released to it, though? There was a lot of really poor, cheaply made, badly made games. Yeah, and essentially it was still technically a GameCube mm. beneath the hood. Mm. There are were, there were GameCube games that look just as good as Wii games, Yeah, even now. Um, but anyway, yeah. So. I mean, what's it, what's it? So, you know, where it comes to handhelds, do you think there's still space for, for, for Sony to bring this out? I, I don't think so. In a world of iPhones, I don't think you're going to carry a NGP around with you. Mm. I, don't, I just don't think you have the pocket space. If you've got your phone and it plays a variety of games that cost 59p or free, yeah. why would you get an NGP and spend £40 on a game? Mm. Can I stop you calling it NGP, please? Oh, sorry. The, Sony will the, sue. The yeah. Vita. The Rive Vita. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many kind of gags there'll be around yeah. that. The yeah. Do you think you get one of these, Lydia? I don't know. I was quite excited about it when it first was kind of announced, but I don't know. I've got a PSP and I don't really use it. I don't really ever use it. So unless it's something amazing, yeah. amazing step up, then I don't know. I think I might just stick to my, my DS. Yeah. Mm. It is, it is a stunning bit of mm. kit and the screen's fantastic on it and the graphics are great, but uh, we also got price points on that, but sadly not in UK pounds. Uh, it's going to cost... Um, 249 euros. Euros? Euros? Yes. That's interesting. So they gave it to us in euros. And mm. that's Wi-Fi only, because there's a Wi-Fi and, and a th- like the iPad, there's a 3G enabled mm. version as well. And the, and the 3G version is 299. Right. So roughly, mm. Amazon have got the high-end one listed at 279 pounds, which is still fairly pricey. Not that's as pricey as some people expected when we first Got a glimpse of it. It's a lot of dough to fork is, out on this. It's a lot. Really just a games platform, isn't it? Yeah. On a portable one. I don't know. I just don't think it's got enough mm. to, to draw people in this time. I'm just wondering how many more games consoles are going to come out with, with 3G enabled as well, because, mm. you know, I think that's the way we're all going. Uh, I think if I was going to get one, I would get one with 3G, because I, I think, I think Wi-Fi is just a little limited. Yeah. Well, I think that's the unique aspect, the element to it, that you could play proper online gaming on the go with anyone in the world. So you mm. can play Call of Duty in your lunch break if that's what you wanted to mm. do. I think that sort of constant gamer is the person that they're targeting with the system. Mm-hmm. Um, Were there any other big games announced for it, apart from... Um, 
Uncharted. 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 Little Big Planet, I think, was the other yeah. real big one because it's all about user-generated content. Sure. And if you've got a 3G or Wi-Fi-enabled device, you can get new levels all the time mm. and expand your gaming experience. But nothing killer, mm. I would say. No. Apart from no, no exciting original title or anything no. like that. Um, there's there's um a few kind of smaller games, but nothing AAA. Right. Um, no killer apps. Mm. Uh, okay, so Microsoft. Um, we weren't sure what Microsoft were going to announce at uh, at E3, uh, and really, it was nothing that exciting, I don't think, when they did come to it. Uh, Halo HD and Halo 4 being announced, no massive surprises either, especially, yeah. as they, especially as they leaked them by mistake. I know. Before. It kind of undermined the end of their conference. Yes. Did they you watch them. the conference when the guy came out and he was going to like, it was going to just end with this very tantalising trailer for Halo 4, but everybody already <laughs> knew that it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. So it was more of a full stop than an exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> and some stuff for the Kinect coming out as well, Daniel. Yeah, just lots and lots of Kinect stuff. I mean, Star Wars is is, is a no-brainer, isn't it? I mean, yeah, everybody it, just, knew that it looks kind of... terribly, terribly awkward mm-hmm. because to turn your lightsaber on, you have to say, lightsaber, on. <laughs> and you jump... I do that with my penis. <laughs> See, I don't remember that in the original film. Do, do you have to shout at it and punch it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I have to get someone else to. <laughs> <laughs> what else is coming out of this Connect? I mean, there's a couple of things here: uh, the, the Connect Labs and and um, and this core integration nonsense. What's all that about? Um, the the Connect Labs is basically they're opening up the developer tools yeah. to the community. So in a similar way to the App Store, mm-hmm. they're going to give a sort of uh, soft SDK out. And people can do whatever they want with it. So there's so lots of cool little apps that will be coming out for it. So one that they just demonstrated was you can stand in front of the Kinect camera and it will scan your full body and your face and it will create a very accurate avatar. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to like choose the right kind of eyes when the right kind of eyes don't exist. But That's a shame because that's one of the fun bits about having an Xbox is playing with your avatar and designing it yourself. Well, they've just but, taken that away from you, Stu. But you could, no, but you could, you, you could scan your baby in. That's a good idea. I think that would be fun, and then you'd be playing a platform game or something where you're yeah. controlling your baby. Well, oh, that's cool. one of the Kinect Labs was you can scan in a cuddly toy, yeah. front and back, and then you can play as that as a character in the game. That's mm. pretty cool. Which I would think. be nice as well if you've got kids <laughs> who've got cuddly toys that they love. You could put, you could bring their cuddly toys to life on the screen. Yeah, mm. that's kind of legal issues with that if you scan <clears throat> a sort of branded character. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, that's okay. what I would do. So that's uh, that's Microsoft then. I think everybody was really looking forward to what Nintendo had to say because they tend to at E3 they tend to pull out all the stops and and be the ones to to follow, don't they? Well, as I was watching it, as watching the week unfold, it felt like nothing was really blowing people away, and so there was a lot of expectation on Nintendo. Yeah, Lydia, what did you make of it? Well, games wise, um, some stuff we were expecting and some nice little exciting news as well. Um, the much anticipated Zelda Skyward Sword stuff on that. Um, 3DS wise, there's Mario Kart. Um, Mario 3DS, which I think looks really good. Luigi's Mansion, which I think is nice. Um, it was nice on the GameCube. So nice, I like that. It's that's, nice. That's going to be on nice. the front it's packaging, nice isn't it? <laughs> nice, IGN. Well, <laughs> it's probably my favourite hoovering-based platformer. Yeah, <laughs> of which, of which so. there are many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah, a bunch of a bunch of nice games for the 3DS, but also um, they, there's talk of Smash Smash Bros. Um, they didn't have any kind of footage of it, but they talked right. about it. So for Smash Bros. fans. Of course, we're skirting around the the big uh, 
we shaped elephant in the room we'll come we'll come to to Wii U in just a moment but let's have a, a quick chat about the big games that were that were at E3 this yeah, week yeah just I'll just go through some of the big games announcements and people can chip in if they're excited by any of them yeah but we saw footage from a lot of games we saw Battlefield 3 excited which looks looks incredible, incredible. how excited are you do you want to bring out the old swingometer again? Yeah. <laughs> I want for each of these games, I want to know how excited you are. You? Uh, all right. I'm very excited for Battlefield 3. Okay. All right. Very excited. Because that- the gameplay footage which we've got on IGN, it's just it looks photorealistic. Yeah, but isn't, that on, isn't that on like uncanny. a five grand PC they've done that? Yeah, though? it'll be on a PC the size of a small horse. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not going to show us it on console just yet. And I think no. that's when we really know who's going to win. Mm. It's probably still going to be Call of Duty. But you never know. <laughs> you never know. It's crazy how they're advertising that now on TV. It's coming out in November. Yeah. yeah. Well, they they announced the release date. It's going to come two weeks before Call of Duty. Right. So it's tr- going to try and get a two-week head start. On mm. it. Okay. And what are we thinking about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3? I think the sort of general opinion is just more of the same. And maybe they're up mm. in the ante once again, but it's just so over the top. Whereas Battlefield's got a degree of realism to mm-hmm. it, even though it's set in Paris. They're both set in Paris, which is quite interesting mm. um, for a comparison. But um, Call of Duty is just so ridiculous. They show footage of the assault on Manhattan and it's real sort of action blockbuster kind of stuff. The, the, the argument is going to run and run. There are going to be fanboy pitched battles between those two games in the next few months, I think. Literal battles. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Taking to the streets. <laughs> and then um, actually Battlefield in the EA press conference had a slight little dig at Call of Duty. Uh-huh. So it's already started. Um, Call of Duty early in the week announced Call of Duty Elite, their subscription-based service where they're going to offer loads of sort of social aspects to Call of Duty. Um, Battlefield are going to do the same for free. So mm. okay. upsmanship there. Yeah, yeah, good. good. They should move the release dates up so they're on the same day and it could be like a blur and oasis battle again. Brilliant. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Because this happened last year, but Call of Duty just squashed Medal of Honor. Yeah. Totally. Um but Okay, what else is out? What other big AAA games are out? Mass Effect three. Mm, not interested. interested in that. No. Connect uh, implementation. Oh lord. You can move your um troops using voice commands. Mass Effect three, move troops. <laughs> and instead of using the conversation wheel, you can yeah. have a conversation. Shepherd, really? Yeah, really? awkward. It's a bit awkward bit because awkward. you say the line and yeah. then he repeats the line. No. Yeah. So it's, it's like, a little bit crude. Uh, mm. So just sit in your front room acting out. Yeah. You can yeah. dress up in your N7 costume and act out if if that's what you're into. Uh, if that's what you're into. Because this is something that was in Microsoft press conference. They're trying to make a lot of games better with Connect. Mm. So it's hardcore <laughs> titles trying to use Connect, yeah. but using it in a very sort of peripheral way Yeah, that people can easily turn off. Not sure, not sure it works. Um, Tomb Raider reboot, quite excited about. Yeah, yeah. I like Tomb Raider. Yeah, I've seen the, seen the trailer. It looks... Uh, very Uncharted. Yes. There's bits mm, where she's like yeah. squeezing through gaps and it's just ripped from Uncharted 2. But mm. I suppose Uncharted 2 was massively indebted to the original Tomb Raider franchise. So it's come full circle. Yeah. Are you a Lara Croft fan, Lydia? I, do, I like Lara Croft. Yeah. I, I dressed up at her as at many uh, fancy dress parties. I'm a, I'm a fan. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Photos where it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> do, you think she, do you think she's empowering to women? Um, yeah, I guess so. You know. I think doing it is. for the ladies. <laughs> do you, I, I do find her empowering. Do you? <laughs> yeah. What about empowering the to ladies? <laughs> She's empowering to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. 
<laughs> yeah, but no, it looks like it's going to be a, a fun reboot, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it's yeah. set on this mysterious island. So mm. There's a little bit of Lost yeah. elements in there, and the music's quite reminiscent of Lost, I think. Um, yeah, so that looks really interesting. Mm. Um, Assassin's Creed Revelations. Anyone interested in another Ezio game? Mm. Old Ezio? Yeah. Old Man Ezio? Old Man Ezio, yeah. is it? He's got a green beard. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so more of the same, but I think apparently you get to play as Desmond quite a bit in this game as well. Right. So this building towards next year is inevitable, but unconfirmed. Assassin's Creed 3. Of course. Um, Uncharted 3, a lot of yeah. gameplay footage. Yeah. Everybody's very excited and about it. And trailer. Mm. Yeah. Looks fantastic. Doesn't it? That's going to be it's a winner, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Just looks, it's the best action movie of the year, probably. 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 Um, I can't wait for that. It looks phenomenal. And we've got a piece running on the website, although I haven't read it yet. And somebody's analysed the trailer and it implies that um, Drake and Elena might be engaged. <laughs> okay. Where there's somebody spotted a ring um, on Elena's finger. But yeah. Or does she just look really miserable? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Sorry. <laughs> Have you met our relationships counselor? <laughs> and what about Skyrim? Skyrim, yeah. Um, many people have tipped this to be game of the year uh, if you're into your big 70-hour RPGs. I was going to say, I'm going to plead ignorance. I don't know what Skyrim is. Skyrim is the new Oblivion game. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if you like magic and wandering through forests and slaying dragons and big spiders, is that up your street, Chris? Yeah. Skyrim. It's a normal weekend for me. Yeah. You, you slayed a spider yesterday, didn't you? No, I don't kill spiders. Do you not? No. What'd you do with them then? Do you Just torture chuck them? them out the window. All oh, right. How many, probably... floor, how many floors up do you live? <laughs> That's probably torture, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> do you attach little parachutes to them? <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> so, should we chat a bit more about about Wii U? The elephant Let's... in the room. Wii U. Wii U. Wii U. Let's chat about Wii U. That, like... sound, that sounds like the Doctor Who thing. Wii, Wii U. Or a Neanderthal's attempt to initiate water sports. Wii U. Wii U. <laughs> Um, yeah, what do people think of it? I had kind of mixed feelings when mm. I first saw it, but it's kind of grown on me since, mm. as I've watched the press conference back. Well, the press conference featuring Xbox and PS3 footage. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well done there. Well, well done, done, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand it yet. Mm, it's a either. weird concept, and I did a bit to radio this morning, and I think there's a lot of confusion surrounding what it is. Some people think it's a peripheral for the Wii, mm. not a new console, mm. because obviously it's retained the Wii branding, and aesthetically it resembles the Wii. It's white, it's, the button designs are all the same, but it is a new console, and it's a new way of playing games. Is what? it? Is it, though? That's the way is it is. Is it? <laughs> I don't Daniel, know. is it? Yes. Mm. Uh, no. I don't know. It's a weird one because the strange thing was they didn't have any games to show us because it's a year out. What they had were tech demos, basically proof of concept, things it can do, ways that you could implement it into games. So it's kind of stoking the imagination without really producing anything concrete. Mm. So it's a nice idea and it'd be interesting to see how it's implemented eventually. It's worrying because you get things, let's have a think, like the original Wiimote and then, you know, the PS3 move and you have this you know you have this peripheral that can do pretty much anything and then what are you left with what what do people actually do with it do they do anything original with it not really you've had one one game that uses it as a bat you'll then get a hundred games that use it as a bat mm. well, do you know me- what I mean it's, apart it's- from the 6.2 inch screen 
in many ways it is just like a standard controller. Yes. Which actually I think would be heartening to many of the alienated hardcore gamers that Nintendo want to invite back into the fold. But because it's trying to like cater for everybody, you can still use your Wiimotes and your balance boards. So it's kind of a bit of everything. And it, you know, we've been told it can do Assassin's Creed Revelations, and it'll run Battlefield Three. Mm. So it's a powerful machine. Arkham Asylum, uh, Arkham City's coming. Arkham City as well. And that oh, there could be something good. Detective mode using the screen. Yeah, that's how. That could be quite interesting. Well, really yeah. Cool. But one of the big features they stressed was, say, you're playing a game and somebody wants to watch something on the TV, you can instantly transfer the feed of the game directly to the pad, to the they, controller. They they kept blathering on about that mm. as if that was a massive problem that everyone has, and I don't really think it is. No, no. just tell them to fuck off. Not in yeah. this, not in this kind of world where people seem to have tellies in their room anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think there's arguments all over the country that oh, it's going to change our lives now that we can put the game on at hand. Yeah, and I think that was the source of a lot of confusion. People thought mm-hmm. they could just take it out of the house. Yeah, but it's, it's you have to be next to the console. It's streaming from the console, so it's not a not portable, portable device because otherwise it would cannibalize 3ds sales presumably yeah, totally yeah so jeez i didn't realize that so yeah that's it's housebound it's it is a controller pointless. what's um do we know kind of anything about the hd specs is it full hd do we know the 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 controller the actual, the actual they haven't announced at the specs from um people on the ground who've played with it saying it um it's got like a shiny screen like a ds screen yeah it's not glass like an iPad to keep weight down, mm. um, but it is very high res. Right. But this is still a prototype as well. Mm. I'm just wondering if you'll be able to play Blu-rays on the on the actual console if they'll go that route of, yeah. of giving you a high uh, high de- um, density disc format. If they'll go their own way again, because I, I you know I I thought that. With 360 and certainly with the PS3, it was all about, you know, they're trying to get more and more convergence where, where you just have the one box under your TV and it, and it does pretty much everything. But, but um, Nintendo have been running shy of that for a time. But then with the 3DS launch, and they talked about partnering with Sky so you can watch movies and stuff on it, I wonder if they've got something like that in mind for, for the new, uh, for the Wii U. Definitely. And some of the sort of um, ideas that they exhibited were very much taking this more making it more than just a games machine mm. so the controller has a camera in it so you can do face talk yeah the version of facetime but you can also look at youtube clips on the controller and then instantly stream that back to the television yeah. so it's kind of almost maybe your living room controller not just the intent the wii u controller that'd be great if you could use it as a remote control as mm. well yeah a little touchscreen remote control would be cool i just i wonder like if you needed to replace it how much it would cost to get a new controller. Or if you want to play competitive Or if you want to have, yeah, two controllers, yeah. how much is it going to set you well, back? That, they were kind of intimating during the, the press conference that they imagined that only one person would have one of these controllers, everybody else would have Wiimotes, and you, if you had that controller, you'd play a different part in the game. Yeah, this is something they were stressing, is what they've christened asymmetric gameplay. Mm. So people can play using Wiimotes if they're more competent and say, Dad, who's only good at playing Angry Birds... He can play a different touchscreen-based game on the controller, while the, everybody else uses Wiimotes mm. or the classic controller. Yeah, uh, which is kind of an interesting idea. What I've, was it? Did we get any price points out from from Nintendo for this? No prices yet. Any, Smite some up. Hazard a guess, Chris. Go on. Three hundred pounds. That's a lot. Mm. Is that too much? I don't know. It's a lot for Nintendo. Mm. Nintendo Bear in mind, you... this is my guess. There's no point in discussing it, it, my. 
3DS was expensive, though. Yeah, that's yeah. true. What was the Wii? 180 when it came out? Something like that. Yeah, one, about yeah. 190 or something. Yeah. Like. How much yeah. was the PS3 when it first came out? I remember that was... 450? Was it 450? I thought so. Oof. I think I you might be right. There was a few skews, but I think it was somewhere... In, and they were selling at a loss, of course, mm. as well. Yeah. Um, I remember it was ridiculously expensive when it first came out. Yeah. Nintendo usually shy away from super expensive technology, though, mm. but a 6.2 screen... But we haven't confirmed it's not OLED or we don't know what it is yet. And the design can change as well. Yeah. But po- sorry. I think the problem with their presentation was it it was all interesting concepts and ideas. Mm. But it would have been nice if they'd had some kind of killer game uh, that you could see how this was going to change mm. things. And, th- and what was really unique about this. It was all just kind of ideas being thrown out there. I think the one thing that wowed everybody was the HD Zelda. Oh, yeah. yeah, it did look good. And it's yeah, almost... Good counterintuitive or counterproductive because having seen that people were underwhelmed by Skyward Sword mm. because there was have you seen the clip where Link goes into a church and a massive spider breaks out and it was not just a pre-rendered trailer it was running it on the console and it looked incredible mm. and you know as good as anything on PlayStation as good as Uncharted 2 or 3 graphically it's interesting you say that because I thought a lot of the clips they were showing about stuff that's coming up didn't look that good yeah. they, they looked a bit a bit uh boxy a bit low res but that was the one thing they had i think that looked like it could be a true kind of next gen console which would be incredible i think that's everybody's wanted hd zelda for a long time Mm. the same goes for hd mario Mm. and so on yeah you'd be able to see every little hairy bristle on mario's upper lip (laughs) every stain on his dungarees good so then Mm. with that in mind yeah yeah. who who won who won e3 i'd say nintendo Nintendo for me as yeah, well, I think. I'll go with Nintendo. Yeah. Not yeah. that the Wii U's in, like, mind-blowing, but Sony and Microsoft, not so great either. Yeah, Agree. I think it's de- largely down to everyone else being a little underwhelming, what yeah. they brought to this party. And Nintendo seemed to have something genuinely new and different that yeah. f- has us talking here. All the interviews we've done this week on the radio have been about that. That's what people want to know about. So I think... We'll From their point of view, they've won it because that's what got people talking. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's find out what everybody else thought, though. If uh, if you've got a view on it, listeners, let us know. IGNUKfeedback at IGN.com. Who do you think won E3? What are you most excited about? Be it the hardware, be it one of the games coming out in the next few months. Do let us know. And we'll follow up on this next week when um, Alex and Tom and Dan get back from uh, the show themselves to tell us what they saw and, and what they thought was the best because... It's funny, I think if you're in the room or you're there actually getting a hands-on with these things, it might be different to what we're seeing on the telly. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So let's talk about what is coming up next week. Uh, Daniel, what games have we got coming out? Um, this week we've got Duke Nukem, eventually. <gasps> eventually. <laughs> That's what they should have called it, isn't it? Duke Nukem, colon, eventually. eventually. Finally. Um, yeah. yeah, I think we should be a little bit sceptical by the fact that Duke Nukem's coming out in E3 week and no review copies have been sent out yet. Same goes for movies. If they don't screen it into the press, it's usually not a great sign of the no. quality of the final product. No. It, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have high hopes for it. And the other major game, the other first-person shooter, Red Faction Armageddon. But nothing really big gets released traditionally in E3 week. No. Because eyes are elsewhere. But then Duke Nukem should be big. It's been mm. a thousand years in the making. Yeah, maybe they're just not that confident with it. Well, uh, Dan and I played it, the other Dan. Not you, Daniel, the other Dan. We we went uh, and played it, I think, at the start of the year. It was fun, but it did look a bit old and a bit tired and a bit just out of time, really, you know? I think the world's moved on. Yeah, I think if it was like a, if it was DLC, it would be different, but 
packaging this up as a full game. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. What do you think about it, Lady? I mean, Duke Nukem obviously is uh, is sexist <laughs> for one of a better for one of a better word. Mm. You excited by the return of the Duke? Um, I want to play it just because it's been so long in the making that you mm. kind of feel you have to play it just to see. Um, but I'm not amazingly excited about it. Did you play the old one? Um, I. If I did, I don't remember because right. it was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was probably a bit too young for it, I think. It was like, what, 11? Is it 11 years in the making? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that, isn't yeah. it? Is everyone, I was just a wee little girl. Has anyone seen the YouTube clip with the poo? No. Because no. one of the things of Duke Nukem is it's interactive. So you can, if you see a blackboard, you can write on the blackboard. You can yeah. go for a piss. You can also pick up a poo. Hmm. Why do you want to do that? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just indicative of the quality of maybe Duke Nukem. Chris? We had a kid in my primary school who used to do that. Yeah. He soon left the school. Did he? <laughs> don't know what happened to him. Yeah. You haven't seen him in <laughs> 20 <laughs> years. Oh. But today, <laughs> here he is, waiting to shake your hand. Well, you've got poo picker Pete here. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. I don't. I've suddenly lost interest in the game. It's hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I d- I won't tell you what else you can do in it, but you'll be able to find it on YouTube. Oh. It's horrible. You can, like, draw on the walls with it. Oh, like that's, that's, not, that's not even the worst thing. Oh, what is the worst nice. thing? Tell us what the worst thing is. Come on, Daniel. Go We're going to talk about Human Centipede 2 in a minute, so... You can eat it. Oh! oh you can eat poo. That's so wrong. Are yeah. you sure it's poo? Are you sure it's not a chocolate or something? Or like one of your cookies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, listeners. I made yeah. some cookies for the office a couple of weeks ago. It yeah. didn't go well. They were They were really tasty, though. But yeah. they just didn't set. Yeah. You I, had to close your eyes and pretend they weren't poo. Yeah. Because they didn't have little chunky bits in them as well. Mm. <laughs> I'll make you a batch if you want, Lydia. Um, I'm all right, actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. If anyone's got a good recipe for chocolate chip cookies, send it in, though. Yeah. Or just send in a packet of Maryland cookies, if you like. We'll just eat those. <laughs> Quicker. Yeah. And uh, what else coming out, Daniel? Um, That's about it. Is that it? That is about it on games front. There's a Green Lantern game, but yeah. Ah. Nice segue, because yeah. the Green Lantern movie is coming out next week as well. Oh. And I saw it last night, and they won't let me talk about it. Oh. oh. They placed me under embargo till next week. Okay, well, in the traditional uh, <laughs> IGN podcast manner, can you give us some sort of mime as to how it was? Um, oh, I don't think I can, but um, I don't think our listeners should worry that much that I'm not talking about it this week. Oh, okay. It's not, mm. Okay. It's not. Well, I don't know what to say now. <laughs> I've not thought that through. But yeah, we'll probably mention it next week, but uh, I wouldn't get too excited, listeners. Um, also next week, uh, The Beaver's coming out. Excuse me? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jodie Foster's Beaver's coming out <laughs> next week. Is it any good? It's all right. All right. It's all right, yeah. Mel Gibson's in Jodie Foster's Beaver. Um, what the, is the, going on? The show? Have, you? Have, they, have, they, have they screened its critics? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, hang on a minute. Uh, Telly, are you having an aneurysm Do you not know that there's no. a film called The Beaver coming no. out? Do you know this? No. I thought this was quite well known. And I've talked about this before on the podcast because I saw it at South by Southwest. Yeah. It's it's supposed to be Mel Gibson's return film uh, and Jodie Foster's directed it and it's about a man who pretty much has a nervous breakdown and um, can't talk to his family anymore and drinks a lot and then he finds this glove puppet of a beaver and starts talking through the beaver mm-hmm. and it's a way of kind of distancing himself and his feelings from his family and it's it's almost like an American Beauty kind of film about mm. you know the modern family in flux and how difficult it is for this dude um it's not very good oh, it's alright mm. brilliant it's alright but 
This is why I'm doing a feature on the top five movie beavers. Oh, it makes sense. It's not just totally random. I thought it normally was with you, though. That'll be on the site by the time this goes live, everyone, if you want to have a read of the best five beavers in the movies. So if (laughs) if our listeners want to Google the word beaver... Safe search on. Safe search on. Um, Other films coming out are Stakeland, which is quite good. It's like a cross between Zombieland and The Road. Oh, I like The Road. Yeah, it's worth a watch. It's like Zombieland without any of the jokes. Right. It's pretty good. And then Bad Teacher, this Cameron Diaz film, which looks very generic. Yeah. And mm. I've not seen, so mm. whatevs. Is that it? Yep. But I do have a bit of film news about what uh, may or may not be coming out in the near future. Yeah. Uh, which one do you want? Do you want the nice one or the horrible one? Nice. 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 Let's start with nice. Okay. Uh, Steven Spielberg's been talking about Jaws and that there is a Jaws Blu-ray in the works. Wicked. But he says he doesn't have a release date yet, but he's been looking at some of the digital stuff they're doing and it's great. But that's not the exciting bit. The exciting bit is he's promised uh, that there will be no uh, digital enhancements to the film. Cool. In the same way that, obviously, George Lucas has spoilt the original Star Wars movies for us. You say spoilt. I think ruined. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's a better word. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the way, actually, Spielberg did that with E.T. Yeah. a few years back. And mm-hmm. I mistakenly, uh, my last girlfriend had never seen E.T. And I was like, oh, we must watch it. And I'd totally forgotten that there was the the other the wrong version of it with yeah. the digital and we put that one on and I was enjoying it until that moment and it I wanted to change DVDs you know I was like no don't watch this this is because she turned to me and said why is he suddenly animated mm. I like that we should always call them the wrong version <laughs> wrong yeah. version wrong. not updated not really um, that's wrong that's, but, that's brilliant I like that <laughs> Spielberg says in the future there's going to be no more digital enhancements or digital additions to anything based on any film I direct mm. I'm not even going to correct uh, digital wires that are showing at this point, right now, I think letting movies exist in the, in the era with all the flaws and with all the flourishes is a wonderful way to mark time and mark history. He's absolutely right. Yeah, Agreed. Maybe not with Indiana Jones 4, though. No. <laughs> yeah, take out, maybe, take maybe out the got, monkeys. Maybe take about them out. And, uh, Put real amped. monkeys in. Push, take Shia LaBeouf out as well. <laughs> well uh, the, this was on Ain't It Cool, this interview, and, and the interviewer says, I wish you could talk George Lucas into doing the same thing. And he says, I can't. George goes his own way, and I respect him for it. But my new philosophy um, about this is to let sleeping dogs lie. Mm. And he says that when people ask me about E.T., um, I always tell them to look at the original 1982 version. Good for him. Yep. And well, he did the right thing as well. He put both versions out on, on the uh, DVD. Yeah. I just happened to get out the wrong one because I was an idiot. <sighs> but yeah, so good, good on you, Steve. I wish uh, more people would listen to you. And the other piece of news is about the human centipede. Right. Steal yourself, everybody. Uh-oh. And I thought mm. we'd stop talking about this, but obviously the sequel's been made, shot in London, in fact. Mm. And I think it was going to go straight to DVD, so um, it was uh, put forward to the British Board of Film Classification, and uh, they have um, said, have they rejected it? Outright. The DVD cannot be legally supplied anywhere in the UK uh, on the basis that it is sexually violent and potentially obscene. Mm. And the filmmakers have six weeks uh, in which to appeal. Okay. And I, I mean, the BBC have gone into great detail about why they've rejected it, including uh, lots of spoilers for the film. And I won't go into detail here because it's it's pretty rough stuff. But uh, they say, whereas in the first film, the centipede idea is presented as a revolting medical experiment with the focus on whether the victims will be able to escape. This sequel presents the centipede idea as the object of the protagonist's depraved sexual fantasy. And because there's a focus um, of the link between sexual arousal and sexual violence, 
uh, they have rejected it. Okay. So, yeah. Well, it's that then, isn't it? If the BBFC say we can't see it, there's absolutely mm. no way on earth any of us will ever get to see that film ever. Ever. No. Ever. Especially not as I'm friends with the director, so I can never get hold of a copy of it. No way is that going to happen. Under pal. any circumstances. No. You're friends with the director? Yeah. Really? He's a lovely man. He's a really lovely guy. <laughs> He's a bloke. sweet guy, isn't he? Tom Six, mm. yeah. And, and he sister. made such a disgraceful it, film. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I mean, I've not seen this one. I, I thought the first one was a bit silly, really, and yeah. and a bit funny. And it felt to me like it was a black comedy, really. Yeah. And when you meet him, you can tell it's all just him taking the piss, really. I mean, this one sounds like it's gone a bit darker. But yeah, this is a weird thing they put in the in the in the guidelines. They said it poses a real as opposed to fanciful risk that harm is likely to be caused to potential viewers. Wow. So what? it's not not fanciful. It's real. I think what's happened there is he's produced the DVDs, and if you put them in your player, they fly out at 300 miles an hour and chop the top of your head off. Do you think that could be what it is? That, I think that's it. They sharpen the edges of the discs. Well, they should, they should ban that if they're yeah. being responsible. Yeah. How, how often does that happen these uh, days? I, game I honestly don't know the last band. time that happened. Mm. Even, is, even Serbian film got a, a certificate, With, with cuts, yeah. I think they're saying with this that, yeah, that they can't, it can't happen. I... I I'm not. I'm not for censorship at all. I'm shocked by this. Are you mm. upset that they're telling someone's telling you you can't see something? Totally, totally. I, I, you know, it may be filthy. It may be disgusting. It may be degrading. But for Christ's sake, at least have the decency to let us make our own minds up about mm. it. Yeah. Don't tell me what I can watch and what I can't watch. Yeah. We're grown ups. Yeah. As long as no one was harmed while they were making it. As long as no one got hurt while they were making it. I don't then... really care about that, Chris. I don't know them. <laughs> well, I do. You see. Oh, the good point. Yeah. Uh, Tom Six has actually. Uh, issued a response. Mm-hmm. Would you like to hear his response? Yeah. Can yes. you do it in his accent? No, I can't because oh. I can't do a Dutch accent. Uh, thanks BBC, BBFC for putting spoilers of my movie on your website. <laughs> That's enough. Uh, and thank you for banning my film in this exceptional way. Apparently I made a horrific horror film but shouldn't a good horror film be horrific? My dear people, it's a fucking movie. And the interesting thing is, is here he, he starred out the, some of the letters from fucking so he censored himself oh brilliant <laughs> um, it is all fictional not real it is all make believe it is art give people their own choice to watch it or not if people can't handle or like my movies they don't watch them if people like my movies they have to be able to see it anytime anywhere also in the UK mm. so yeah I'm agreeing with Tom on that one I wonder what happened because even if the BBFC ban it you could it could still get picked up by TV because uh, the, the first movie was on I think it was uh, the Sci-Fi Channel or, yeah, or something like that, that for then. a couple of months back. So they could still pick it up and show it. Can they? Can pretty they? sure they can. I'm pretty sure they can because it's a different set of, of, of rules. Because hmm. the first one was passed with an 18 without any cuts. Yeah. So. so is it sort of being banned all over then? Because if we're pretty strict, then... just No, this is the first, the first instance that it's happened in, uh, is in the UK. Uh. But everyone has their own different laws. and I mean, mm. not a lot of people have these boards like we do. And, and ours is very different to the American one as well. America's hilarious, isn't it? Because you can show as much violence on screen as you like, but you can't show a lady's nunu. You'll get slapped with an NC-17. Well, where our one is is, um, is government sort of sanctioned, the one in America, although it's government sanctioned, it's, it's just a bunch of mums pretty much that get together and do it. It's mm. very, you know, super conservative and yeah, the MPAA. But yeah, we'll, I, I've emailed those guys to see if I can get more feedback from them, um, both the BBFC and Tom. So we'll see if there's any more 
to be said on that front. Yeah, let us know what you think about censorship as well. We had Naz on the uh, Naz Pattinson from the uh, Australian office on the podcast a few weeks about uh, uh, back, and he was saying Australia's a bit weird when it comes to censorship as well. Yeah, well, lo- loads of their games get banned, don't they? Yeah, yeah. we've talked about that before. Yeah. The, 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 there's a very weird game situation there, mm. isn't there? Is it, isn't it because they, they can't do, give it a rating? So if it's like an 18 or something, it just gets banned or something yeah. like that? Does that, is that something, something like that? Germany quite bad as well with censoring games. Mm. Any game just... involving blood, take it straight out. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Any blood? Just gets... Blood. Yeah. Gosh, that must Big be a lot of games shit. then. So yeah. Trauma Centre for the DS? Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. So, people, have we got some leader, reader feedback to cheer us up? Yeah, I've got the first one. Um, I think this was referring to something you discussed last week. Ollie Gunnar Schollshire? This was, uh, I think, this week on the E3 podcasts that um, Alex and Dan and Tom have been doing. Oh, okay. I think Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, didn't he show up on the... Um, Oh yes, like they didn't subtitle him, but they subtitled Jack Wilshire <laughs> yeah. for the American audience. Um, but yeah, he's just writing in. He said, "Big time IGM fan," and he's a United fan. And he said that Solskjaer um, left United as reserve team manager in Christmas 2010 to take up a managerial job at Mould. Yeah, um, well, to, to give it context, yeah, I think the guys on on our podcast said they didn't know what happened to him, and so we had quite a few people right actually telling us where he'd gone. So I thought we should. Yeah, and for anyone who's not au fait with Norwegian football, uh, Mould are a top division club who yeah. he used to play for. And the that's a Man United fan, but I think he says he's from Luton, which is disturbing to me. Is, is that not where the majority of their fan base <laughs> oh. live? I don't know. Maybe he's, maybe he's moved there from Manchester. There are actually a lot of United <laughs> fans in Manchester, contrary to popular belief. Or maybe just one taxi driver I once got. There are more in Kent, though. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. But yeah, so... Bad football knowledge from our men in America, I'm afraid. I have got a email from Matthew Duncan uh, talking about uh, the best ending to a game. And he says it has to be Shadow of Colossus. Um, I remember shouting at the TV trying to explain to the woman the hell that Baby had gone through. And he also says that the best pizza has to be barbecue-based pepperoni by Domino's Sex in a Box. That is good. We've had those delivered to the office before and they are good. Yeah, I, yeah. I think you guys might have missed this. Uh, well, you certainly did, Lydia. We were talking about what your favourite topping on a pizza mm. was a question we were emailed. So mm. what is yours, Stu? I, I would go with that one. I think that's pretty damn fine. Okay. There used to be a place down uh, uh, near Leicester Square that used to do fish and chip pizzas. Mm. P- fish and chip pizzas? Because mm. Tom was a big yeah. fan of the fishy slice. Yeah, Tom yeah. loves a bit of fish on his pizza. <laughs> Does he? Mm. Have you got a favourite topping? Um, I like, uh, what's the Four Season? The one that's got anchovies and anything with anchovies again. Yeah, nice. You could share nice. with Tom then. Could share That's with nice. Tom. Lucky <laughs> yeah, lovely. <laughs> um, some more FIFA feedback. Um, this is Dan, Dan Froggart. And he was saying while playing FIFA online um, with his friends, he always experienced lagging and people quitting at the start of the game for no reason. And he was asking us, do you think FIFA 12 should have a new feature that detects whether the opposing team is cheating or altering the game in some way? Yes, it should. No, it won't. Yeah, well, that, that's that then. Good. What do you think? You're, you're the FIFA player here. I think ideally, yes, but I think it'd be very hard to implement. Yeah. Um, same with Call of Duty, a lot of people like mod that game and cheat and do various things, but it's very hard to monitor that and then enforce it. Mm. So, in a perfect world, yes, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, it's not a perfect world. Hey IGN, says Joe Davis, love the podcast. Having watched the mid-season finale of Doctor Who, I'm still having trouble calling it the mid-season finale. It just it, it, The words don't seem to go together correctly. Having just Hiatus. watched... 
having just watched the mid-season hiatus, the hiatus finale, that sounds like a medical complaint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> having watched the mid-season finale of Doctor Who, I was wondering what the hell is going on with River Song and the Doctor now that we know that... Ri- oh, spoiler, oh, spoiler, spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't say it, though. No. So if you're a big Doctor Who fan and you haven't watched uh, last week's episode, turn off now and turn back on in about five minutes. Yeah, or just... F- don't turn off. Forward wind. F- forward wind. Yeah, good. What the hell is going on with River Song and the Doctor? Now they know that River is a pond and a Time Lord-ish kind of thing. Do any of you think that their romantic stroke sexual relationship is weird? And also, are there any other bizarre relationships in films, stroke TV or games? Thanks again, says Joe. Well, let's address the first question yeah. first. Um, yeah. I don't think it's that weird. I've not watched it. Is, is, is it implied that she's a pond? Uh, whose father is she? Is River Song? It's okay. Yeah, yeah. She is um, Amy, uh, Amy and Rory's baby. So it's Rory's. Child. Yeah, it's Rory's oh, okay. child. But because she was conceived uh, while they were going through one of the time tunnels things in the TARDIS, she's got some Time Lord in her, and so, <laughs> <laughs> and so she is. Yeah, she's part human, part Time Lord, part right. pond. Okay. Mm. So. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think it's that weird. Yeah, sorry. I was thinking maybe it was um, Amy and the Doctor's child. Yeah, oh, then it would be weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah if it was his own kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely, if he was if he was making out with his own daughter, that would be weird. Yeah. That's what you want. Get me, get me Tom Six it? on the on the phone. I've got an idea for him. <laughs> but um, no, because I don't think they never really set up that there was a lot of sexual tension between him and Amy and. I didn't feel like that. They was did a... in the first season. Did they? Yeah. He meets her as a young girl, though. Yes. Bit... Okay. Well, I'm just. Yeah, no, he does. You're quite right. But then she was always very, very uh, fond of him, she wasn't was, she? Like, slightly infatuated yeah. by him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was doodling away for years. Sorry? Doodling away for years, Stuart. <laughs> Is that what they call it? Um, Any other bizarre relationships in films or TV or games? Uh, yeah. BJ and the Bear. You're all too young to remember BJ and the Bear. Yeah. It's not what it sounds. Like it's there was a bloke, it was a truck driver. There was an American truck driver who had uh, a monkey in his cab with him all the time called Bear. And Check what, it out on YouTube. I'm sure there'll be clips of BJ. But what's and the weird Bear. about that? Well, it's just a bit weird. They shared a, monkeys throw shit everywhere, and he's sharing a, a cab in a, in a you know in a lorry with him. All right. What about the Clint Eastwood orangutan movies then? Are they weird? No. Clint Eastwood would never fuck an orangutan, would he? <laughs> just wouldn't happen. Yeah, I don't know. You, get, you can have any woman you want and you get bored. <laughs> Is that what happened with you? You start experimenting. <laughs> well, I'm watching Game of Thrones at the moment. Anybody watching Game of Thrones? Nope. Nope. That is full of weird stuff. Yeah. There are weird relationships going on there. But there's a, there's quite a heavy amount of incest, including the gorgeous, uh, I think it's Lena Headey, you know? Mm. Yeah, her and her brother are uh, sexually entangled in this. Uh, they were all at it in that era, though, weren't they? Yeah. They all used to do it. Yeah. You ever seen I, Claudius? Evans. <gasps> I've never seen I, Claudius, no. Really good. I'm amazed everyone all got club feet. The amount of inbreeding going on. Any, most relationships in a David Lynch film seem to be a bit yeah. effed That's, up. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange. What about you guys? Anything? Strange Weird relationships. relationships. Yeah. I used to watch a CITV show called Mike and Angela. You ever watch that? Mm-mm. It was about a young boy who used to have a middle, uh, middle-aged alien that lived in his room. Whoa. <laughs> middle-aged alien man. Yeah. Okay. And at the end of the credits, they would always juggle balls together. Daniel, are you sure you saw this on TV? Are you having some sort of flashback? <laughs> it, comes, it, it comes to me in fragments. Memory. Does it? Yeah, fragments. I wake up in the middle of the night, Angela looming over me. 
Have you seen Have you seen Mysterious Skin? Because it sounds a bit like oh. that. <laughs> oh, What's no. Mysterious yeah. Skin? Our first then? Gregoraki reference of the season. <laughs> oh, it's just this uh, very strange film by this very uh, pretentious director. Yeah. Yeah, we'll not, let's not talk about it here. A bit too much. A bit too much, yeah. Actually, yeah, that's got me thinking about weird relationships between older men and younger boys. That's it. Cat, cat Weasel. Yeah. Wurzel Gummidge. Yeah. Stick, that... of, stick of the Dump. Oh, definitely Stick of the Dump. I mean, he was much older. Yeah. <laughs> he was ancient. Yeah. What about that? What are those uh, Werther's Originals? The yeah. advert for that. This is what, granddad. the granddad? This is granddad, isn't it? Yeah. It's not though, is it? It's an actor. They're acting. That I think if you yeah, think about it that way, yeah. makes it a little we bit more disturbing. We have to reach in his pocket, his granddad's pocket, yeah, for the last one. That's right. The oh, shot, the you have another flashback now. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Anybody else, or have we exhausted that? Uh, yeah, I'm done really with that. What <laughs> okay. the motif for me getting molested? <laughs> End it on that note. I've got a message from Reg Allen. He says, "Hello, IGN UK. My name is Reg, and being a first year university student, I have a little too much time to." watch television unfortunately it seems as though all the shows that spark my interest wind up getting cancelled just as they start to get interesting over the past few weeks i've had the pleasure and subsequent remorse of watching firefly and stargate universe only to be seriously disappointed when both of those shows are terminated without sufficient conclusions i'd be interested to hear which television shows you guys think ended too early Mm. well firefly did (laughs) firefly did kind of have a conclusion because they made the film didn't they yeah i thought that was the end yeah like rounded up can't think of anything else. Um, 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 Freaks and Geeks was quite a famous one that everyone loved and it got cancelled. It didn't screen over here. But subsequently, everyone involved went on to have massive film careers. Mm. So Judd Apatow and, and um, James Franco and Seth Rogen. So maybe that was a blessing in disguise, that one. <laughs> and the same with Police Squad. I was thinking about Police Squad. Of course, only that six got cancelled, But we might not have had the Naked Gun movies no. if it hadn't been for that. That's true. So... Did anyone watch the HBO show Carnival? Mm-mm. Carnival? No. I, I, I never watched it, but it's supposed to be really good, and they um, axed it after two seasons, and I think the director might have concluded it in the form of a graphic novel. Well, that's a good idea. Because a lot of things were left up in the air. Mm. I, I was Well, it didn't get cancelled. They just decided not to do any more, but I was sad when uh, Flight the Concords kind of called it a day after two seasons. Anyone yeah. a fan of Flight the Concords? Yeah. I think they'll be back, yeah. though. Really? I think they'll be yeah, back in some form. shape or form. Because I thought they thought there were no more TV shows. Yeah, I, I, I know, but I think I think maybe five years down the line or something. Yeah. They'll, I don't think we've heard the last of them. No, no, no. I think they'll carry on definitely. Mm. Arrested Development was a big one that people seemed to be. It was sort of get building up more and more of a cult audience. And Screaming out for a movie for that now, aren't they? I, I don't really care. I don't, I don't think I need to see a film of that. No. I'm trying to think of old TV shows that I'd like to see back or, mm. or like to see another season of. Larry Sanders. I'd love to see another season of the Larry Sanders show. Yeah, but he looks so weird now. He does look so weird now. Although I think he's been quite ill. but he's Is still, he? He still looks very strange. Yeah. He always did look a bit strange. Like he was looking in the wrong end of a spoon. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> what, we have like a big nose or inverted? Both at the same noses. time. Yeah, okay. Mm, very strange. Bloke face. He looks like he's looking into a... Spoon. He's funny, isn't he? He's got very skinny legs, but a big fat chubby face. Mm. Who? Bloke from Keen, you know, had, them, them whining fuckers. He had loads of addiction problems, didn't he? he no, he was... Drug craze maniac. It, no, it was, uh, it was, what was it? What's that posh, like, liqueur? <laughs> Not like the red one. Don't know. Port. I think he got, he got... Port's not a liqueur? It's a fortified I think wine. He, I think he got addicted to port. 
the education I'm sure that was the story and he had to oh, go to rehab for sure such a middle class rock yeah, and roll star I'm sure that was it I might have made that up got that seems made up do you know I love I love what I call middle class crises and things like that where things go wrong like that my, my Gazia coffee maker blew up the other week and I had to wait a week for the part to come over from Italy. That is a, that's a true middle class. It's a first world problem. It is, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. There's a website for first world problems, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. I have to put the link on. I love that site. It's really good. Right, what's next? That is it. I yeah. was just looking up Keen, Keen Singer and Port just to, <laughs> to check. But um, no, I think that's it, really. Keen's chaplain went to rehab for port addiction. <laughs> Oh no, I th- I'm not sure if that was true. I think maybe the lead singer of Ki- of um, Kasabian claimed that. Right. And then it's, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> and that's a really weird way to end the podcast. Yeah, I'd expect nothing less. But I do have a little plug to make because um, we have some lovely uh, E3 music playing over our podcast. Would you mm. like to talk about it, jo- uh, Stu? Describe it. I would like Daniel to talk about it. I don't think I can be entirely impartial. Why? Can I? Of course you can. You can be extremely impartial. It's rubbish. <laughs> no, it's um, my friend did some special music. He reworked the IGN, the iconic IGN theme tune. Yeah. In a sort of deliverance, Julian Banjo's yeah. kind yeah, of style. We also something American styley. Incest and, and you know that sort of thing. Incest and inbreeding it's on topic. Mm. He did a great job, but yeah, he asked us if we could plug something. So his latest project is Electric Man, a comedy drama about two comic book fanatics who accidentally obtain Electric Man issue one, the rarest comic on the planet. As a result, murder, romance, and lots of chase sequences ensue. And it's a film that's going to be coming out uh, later this year. Ooh. Yeah, they have a stand mm-hmm. at Kapow. Um, hey. yeah, it's really good. And so if you search for Electric Man on Facebook, uh, the official page is up there and you can find out more. But I think we're going to play uh, Blair's theme music over the end of this one, aren't we? In full. So <laughs> until we do then, uh, well, we'll see you next week. And uh, you want to say goodbye? Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And um, we will see you next week. Okay, bye-bye. Farewell. Bye-bye. Bye. Would you like me to discuss a man wrapping sandpaper around his penis and masturbating? Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.